Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. So today is episode 51, and it's going to be kind of a different episode. Most podcast episodes I plan somewhat ahead of time, have at least some talking points. <laughs> Sometimes they're even fully scripted, depending on what I'm doing. But um, this week is going to be different. I think this week has to be different because of the historical gravity of the situation at hand. Um, you know, by the time you listen to this podcast, I'm recording it on March 13th, 2020. Uh, who knows what will have happened <laughs> by the time you listen to this. Um, today I thought I would just speak off the cuff and kind of just share my heart. So I hope you will tolerate that uh, with me as I just, you know, kind of feel my way through this today. You know, I want to talk about the pandemic that is starting to sweep across the world with, with the coronavirus, um, COVID-19 as it's called. Uh, today, the president declared officially a national emergency. Uh, recently, the World Health Organization officially classified this virus as a global pandemic. Um, and we're starting to see pretty interesting situations arise, to say the least. Italy is in complete lockdown. Nations are starting to close their borders dramatically to one another. In the United States, not only have we had our national declaration of an emergency, um, but the National Guard is being ordered into some places to try to help fight uh, the virus and deal with some of the logistics surrounding that, make that happen. And all across the country, schools and churches, sporting events, professional sporting leagues, everything. It's all shutting down. To the extent that it's possible, corporations are telling their employees to go home and work remotely. And a lot of things are just kind of different. Things are changing at a rapid pace. And things are going to be different than they've ever been before. I see some people, interestingly enough, with uh, schools canceling for the next two weeks to a month, depending on where you're at in the country. Um, you know, people getting upset about how that's going to impact their spring break. And I've seen a lot of comments on that, and it's kind of disturbed me because I'm sitting here thinking, you fool. If you're sitting here thinking about how this is messing up your spring break plans in a month and how this is going to impact your non-refundable condo purchase or your airline travel or your cruise or what have you, you're really missing the point. <laughs> and I've realized I, I, I probably can't help those people. If you don't realize that today and in this past week that the world has, has changed, I don't, know what, I don't know what I can do, folks. To help you. To help you see that. Life over the next couple weeks is not going to be the same. And I would venture to say the couple weeks after that are not going to be the same either. 
or the weeks after that, or the weeks after that. I think we're entering into a, a new normal. What that new normal is going to be, I'm not quite sure yet. I don't think anybody could tell you. But, depending on the extent of the biological impact that this virus has on physical life, I, I still remain cautiously optimistic that, especially since we are taking such drastic measures as a nation and across the globe to try to contain and mitigate this virus wherever it is, um, I, th I believe a lot of those are going to help curb it, and, and you're going to see that, that curve that everybody's talking about flatten. Um, I, I, I think these things may work. I could be wrong. Um, but regardless of what you think is going to happen regarding the biology, make no mistake about it. The political, spiritual, historical landscape that we're going to step into once we get through whatever this virus is, once we find a cure or whenever it runs its course or we somehow develop an immunity to it, whatever the answer ends up being as far as how, we, how to handle all the, the sickness and the death and the things that are to come. But the world is going to be a different place. We're not going to be able to put the toothpaste back in the squeeze bottle, folks. It's just not going to happen. And I think you should, in your spirit, in your mind, emotionally, spiritually, kind of use these moments, these days that are to come to kind of hit the reset button on the inside. Don't panic. Stay calm. You know, be kind. Love your neighbor. Love God. Be a good person. Be optimistic. <laughs> But if you think in a month from now whether your, your spring break plans are going to even matter, you're looking at the world all wrong. And I believe you will be hit by what comes harder than just about anybody could possibly be hit. So what all, does all that mean? I really don't know. <laughs> if you're looking for 100% answers and, and that sort of stuff, uh, to, you know, somebody to explain it all and, and uh, you know, tie a bow on it. No, it's not going to be anything like it. It's going to be more like putting lipstick on a pig, folks, when it comes to having hard, solid answers. But make no mistake about it. Change is coming. Some of those changes will probably be good. But you should realize the world is going to be a different place. And if you haven't realized that yet, I want you to wake up. Wake up and see the new world that is coming. Your plans for yourself, your family, your country, your nation, your church, your friends, your job, your career. You're going to have to rethink some of those things. In the coming weeks and months, many of us are going to be Forced to make hard and drastic and dramatic decisions. What those will be, I don't know. But I believe whatever happens, that whatever happens, whatever darkness we stare into, whatever abyss we find ourselves falling into, 
And I don't even know if it'll be that bad, folks. <laughs> I, on a scale of 1 to 10, I think it'll be a 4, with you know 10 being the worst. I, I think it'll be that. But if you think in a m- month, the things that you have worried about up to this point are going to matter. You're going to find out they don't. You're not going to just be able to come and go as you please and do whatever it is that you want. But with that said, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Fill instead your hearts with, instead of fear, fill it with love. And let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and minds until the day of Jesus Christ. As I've talked about in recent podcasts, you know, we're kind of looking at a little mini apocalypse here, folks. The government is getting ready to go crazy with spending. <laughs> it is getting ready to spend unprecedented levels of money to try to keep the order and to try to keep things on the path that they want them to be on currently. I don't believe they're going to be able to handle it, though. I believe the scale of what is coming is going to be the equivalent of a powerful hurricane. And we're currently on the eve of that hurricane. So be prepared. <laughs> be prepared mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Do everything that you can to take care of yourselves, your loved ones. Look out for your neighbor. Look out for those who are in need. For those who didn't see these things coming, because there are many who are still worried whether or not they're going to be able to have their spring break in two weeks or four weeks. Those things don't matter anymore, folks. (laughs) Don't live at such a level as to whether or not you will be able to enjoy all the amusements that you've enjoyed up to now. We've had an amazing good time We've been drunk off our own materialistic orgy (laughs) Uh, over the recent years. We've loved how the economy has soared. We've loved all the money that has flowed in. We've loved the unprecedented levels of wealth. We've made so much money in recent years that we don't even know what to do with it anymore. And just like that, trillions of dollars have been evaporated overnight just in the past couple of weeks on the stock market, just in the past two weeks, trillions of dollars gone. And I don't know when the, those trillions will come back. If ever. They might. You know, the world will stabilize at some point and we'll repeat the cycle. There is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> History is not... Linear as much as it is cyclical. As Mark Twain is is famous to have said that history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. So, until the Lord comes, we'll see seed time and harvest. We'll see rain and we'll see drought. We'll see good times and bad times. Times of war and times of peace. Times of rejoicing and times of sadness. 
and everything in between. We'll see all that, and we'll see it again. But we have turned a page, I believe, in history. Something unprecedented has happened across the globe to an extent to which people have been rattled in a way they haven't been rattled in a very long time. And this event will be a 9-11 style event that forever changes the world. This coronavirus will be something that we talk about for the rest of my life, however long that might be. And they'll talk about it for decades, maybe even centuries to come. They'll be talking about it regardless long after we are gone. So prepare your hearts and prepare your minds. Difficult times are ahead. Difficult times are ahead. But in the midst of all these things, find something in your spirit, in your heart. Find something in the Lord, ultimately, to rejoice over. The Bible says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but it is the word of the Lord that endures forever. And so in whatever times we may be facing, whatever challenges we may have, I would encourage you, dig down deep. Dig down deep. Seek those things that are eternal, those things that are everlasting. And in the midst of much confusion, in the midst of much fear, in the midst of even sheer terror, find the joy that is rooted in the things that do not change, the things that endure forever. Bible says, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And everything will be tried with fire. So those things which do not perish shall last forever. Right now, the world, I believe, is ultimately going through something like that. We're going through a blazing furnace, a fire, if you will. And all this is, I believe, the hand of the Lord to, to ultimately sift the world, if I might use some sort of agricultural metaphors because I'm kind of stuck on it right now. <laughs> um, but the world, the Lord's sifting some stuff. He's trying some things. No, I'm not sitting here saying God's judging the world and if this coronavirus is God's judgment on the world. I have no such insight. If such a thing is true, then I'll let God tell it. And I'll let you figure that out if it was God or not. But whatever the case, everything that will, can be tried with fire will be tried by fire so that which is eternal will ultimately remain. So look for those things that are eternal in the coming times. And walk simply in the grace and see the grace of God and everybody you interact with and try to bring that grace out of them and light that grace on fire within them so that they too can see what they need to build their lives on, the things that are eternal, not the things that are fickle. There are going to be men and women fighting and clawing and clamoring for power in the coming weeks, months, and maybe even years. They're going to use, they're going to be dark actors, people emerging from the shadows, looking to take advantage of troublesome situations. 
don't be worried by about by such folks. Yes, they can be troubling, and their power can be destructive. It may be even terrifying. But the grass withers, and the flower fades, and everything will be tried by fire so that which is eternal can remain. Their fate at the end of the day will be the same fate as the grass of the field and the flower that fades. So don't be troubled by such things, even though those things will try to trouble your souls. Instead, use these opportunities, these trials, these tribulations, these troublings that are coming our way as an opportunity to be a rock, to be an immovable force in an ever-shifting world. People are going to try to get into the boat that you're in. Don't let them tip you over into the waters. But help them out. (laughs) Be somebody that they can run to, somebody they can cling to. Be movable in these times. But the only way you'll be that is if you're ready to ultimately let go of everything that you've held on to all this time. Whatever plans you have made for yourself, look for some new ones. Because I believe God is getting ready to change the paths that we had for ourselves. And he's going to put us on his straight and narrow. <laughs> Which, ironically, his straight and narrow looks much more curvy and zigzaggy when we travel that road. But to him... <laughs> God knows the the path he is directing us. He is the one ultimately ordering our steps. Um, So let us remember that. Let us remember that we have a shepherd who loves us and cares for us. A shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, according to the scriptures. And that wherever we are, as I've talked about in a prior podcast, the Lord makes us to lie down in green pastures wherever we're at. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. And he leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. He anoints our head with oil. He prepares for us a table in the midst of our enemies. And our cup runneth over. And surely goodness and mercy, the Bible says, shall follow us all the days of our lives. So let that goodness and that mercy follow you, folks. Be a person who walks in such and who leaves some of that behind for others. It'll, at times, it'll probably feel like it's being dragged out of you. <laughs> it's going to feel more like an exorcism than a walk through some tulips. But you know, that's okay. That's okay. Um, that's just God bringing the good stuff to the top. That's just God bringing the good stuff to the top, folks. He's going to purify you. He's going to show you off. He's going to let others see what he's doing through you. So be ready for it. Be ready for it so that you can glorify God in the midst of a great deal of trouble. And don't hold on to the things that were. And instead, be like Jesus talked about. Someone who embraces the new wine and the new wineskins. The thing that he is ultimately making.
And I would encourage you to see that. All, whatever we go through in the coming weeks, months, years, whatever is coming, look at it as the hand of God and the guidance of all things in history to the establishment of his kingdom. A kingdom, the Bible says, which will have no end. And I take great trust in that, and I hope you do too. And I hope that encourages you. I hope and that strengthens you. I hope that makes you better for the times that are coming. Because there's only one thing we should ultimately trust in, and that's not the temporary shifting sands that our world is ultimately built on. It's all a house of card, folks. And it's all going to come down one way or the other. It may come down slowly, sometimes, or it may come down violently at others. But whatever the case, we're ultimately looking for a kingdom that's being built on a rock. So find that rock, folks. Get that rock into your soul and allow it to manifest itself in your life. Don't cling to the old ways. Don't cling to the old orders. Don't cling to all the familiar and safe patterns and models and things that you have known. Because there's a pretty good chance God's going to blow some of that away. And I rejoice in that. I think that's beautiful. It may be a hard time. It's going to be a hard time. But if you're ultimately eternally minded, if you're ultimately looking for where heaven meets earth in this world, in which word becomes flesh and dwells in the midst of us, as the Gospels talk about, and if you don't know what it is, I'd encourage you to look it up. <laughs> you know, If we're going to see some of that in this world, we're only going to see it through the hard times. We're not going to see it in our comfortable, suburban, South Park Mall, <laughs> for those of you who live in Charlotte, you know what I'm talking about, sort of lives. All that stuff is fine and good, but that's not the kingdom, folks. That's not the kingdom. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 51. Like I said, I wasn't going to put a neat little bow on it. It was more like smearing lipstick on a pig and I'm okay with that it's discomforting to me I hope it's a little discomforting to you as well um, we have some things to wrestle with and some things to go through and I pray that instead of fighting against it and trying to hold on to the old things that you that you embrace whatever it is that the Lord's going to do walk with him in the midst of the garden wherever your garden is at. And I would encourage you all, jimmystable.com. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. And be sure to come back next week. Subscribe so you can hear next week's episode, episode 52, an episode I had no idea I was going to be doing when I started this podcast journey of mine a year ago. Uh, but I have a really cool interview coming up next week with Sam, who is Charlotte, North Carolina's most famous street preacher. He's for those of you who don't know Sam, he's the Jesus saves and Jesus loves you guy. And I think whatever the world is going through in a week from now, 
no matter how bad things may even get and how quickly things may escalate. Um, I think you'll find a lot of inspiration in Sam's story, his journey from faith, his journey from being in prison dozens of times growing up uh, to, to getting saved in a Walmart, <laughs> uh, as he likes to say, by some old white guy. Um, and, uh, you know, so anyway, tune in next week, episode 32, my one year anniversary show, in which I'm going to talk about Sam, the Jesus saves guy. Uh, everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com. Thanks much.